return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Jesus and uh, excited for the Word of God and what the Holy Spirit is doing. Brother Albert's got a word for us. Let's welcome Albert Adu as he comes. To share tonight, amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of us are excited to be in the presence of the Lord? Amen. amen. Just show it unto Jesus. Amen. Amen. I always say it's a very it's a great privilege to be given the opportunity to share the word of God with you. Sometimes what beats my mind is that a whole holy God, a mighty God, will decide to use someone's mouth. To speak to his people, you know, the Bible says that the the Bible says that as they were led by the Spirit, you know, they were tabernacled, they were filled by the Holy Ghost, and yeah. the Spirit of the Lord used them, you yeah. know, to yeah. write the books. The Holy Spirit lead yes. them, led them to do many great things, and yes. it's so awesome how a God who created the universe, yes. whom everything belongs to, yes. would decide to speak through a man, yeah. and it's not something I take it lightly at yes. all. Yes. Hallelujah. Before I begin, I want to thank Pastor Dave Mamagini and the entire leadership for this great opportunity. Um, it's not normal to be, to be getting this opportunity to minister in a church, you know. Yeah, even if you're a pastor in a church, sometimes if you're a city pastor, it's quite difficult getting consistent opportunity to minister. Yeah. But here I am and Pastor Dave Mamagini and Pastor Randin and Angeline and the entire leadership give us this great opportunity to share. It's something I don't take, for, I don't take lightly at all. Can we close our eyes wherever you are? Wherever you are, just close your eyes and just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Oh yes, Lord, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. We never deserved, but Lord, your grace has found us. We never deserved, but Lord, your grace has found us. We never deserved, but Lord, your grace has found us. It's your grace, oh God, it's your grace. It's your grace, precious Holy Spirit. Just bless the name of the Lord. We didn't come here to meet any man, but we came here to meet God. As our hearts are oriented vertically unto Him, He down himself into us. Can you lift up your voice and bless the name of the Lord? Milaka in da 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 ba. Rida la brandos kimaniando rababasaya dasine kumanda da ba. Oh, Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. Father, we say you deserve the glory. Father, you deserve the glory. God, we give you praise. For you are great. You do miracles so great There is no one else like you Can you sing unto Jesus? 
There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. Shadabaha. There is no one else like you. Father, we've searched all over God. There is no one else. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like Father, we give you praise. We give you honor, God. All hearts here are presented unto you. Father, may our hearts be fertile soils in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, at the end, may we encounter you like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. May we live here blessed, O God. Use me as a vessel to bless your people as you bless me, O God. So at the end, you alone will be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. We've prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Father, we give you praise. So for some time now, I've been talking about a topic on purpose. And as usual, I was preparing on purpose. And last time that I spoke here, we talked about people, mentors, um, fathers, instructors, and peers. But whilst I was at a place of preparation, the Spirit of the Lord asked me to preach on something different. And it kind of reminded me of what, when you read the book of Jude, it says that when I came to you first, I wanted to admonish you to contend for the faith. But then it dawned on me that I must talk about something else. It dawned on me to talk about salvation, but then now I need to talk about contending for the faith. Hallelujah, somebody. So tonight, I want to talk about a topic titled, For This Course. For This Course. For This Course. Let's open our Bible to the book of Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. The Bible says that, For the Son of Man has come. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. From here you get to understand the primary reason for which the Son of Man came. The Bible makes it very explicit. It's very clear. In fact, the purpose of His coming has been stated here. For the Son of Man has come. Why? For what purpose? To seek and to save that which was lost. To seek and to save that which was lost. One, one thing I love about the Lord, when Jesus Christ came on the earth, he made his purpose very clear. When he started his ministry, it was very clear. So, you know, when you know your purpose and you are, and you are guided by your purpose and your assignment, it becomes quite difficult for you to swerve or to go outside what you are supposed to do. You know, that's the reason why at every point in time, you need to project your purpose for your existence. And that's why the last time I said that the most pathetic person on earth is the one who doesn't know his purpose on earth. The reason being that you are guided by your reason for your...
existence. So at every point in time, you look at the reason for which you exist and you move according to that path. So if you are veering towards a wrong path, because you know your purpose, you cannot come back and you move. And here, Jesus made it very clear. He didn't come for gold. He didn't come for diamond. He didn't come to do signs and wonders. He didn't come to do miracles. He didn't come to build buildings. In fact, he didn't come to establish a new religion. But he came for a purpose. And the reason for which he came was to seek. To look. To search. For those who are lost. And to save them. I was recently reading something. I've thought about it before, but I felt like the Spirit of the Lord was telling me to share with you about a story. A group of people, they were called the fishermen. And um, it's, kind of, it's kind of interesting how the whole thing unfolds. So, when you read it, it says that now it came to pass that a group existed who called themselves fishermen. And lo, there were many fish in the waters all around. In fact, the whole area was surrounded by streams and lakes filled with fish. And the fish were hungry. Week after week, month after month, and year after year, they, these who called themselves fishermen met in, the, met in meetings and talked about their call to fish. The abundance of fish and how they might go about fishing. Year after year, they carefully defined what fishing means, defended fishing as an occupation, and declared that fishing is always to be the primary task of every fisherman. Continually, they searched for new and better methods of fishing for new and better definitions of fishing. Further, they said, the fishing industry exists by fishing as fire exists for burning. They loved slogans such as, fishing is the task of every fisherman. And fisherman is a fisher. Every fisherman is a fisher. And a fisherman's outpost for every fisherman's club. So they were forming, they were giving many slogans, many titles for themselves. <laughs> they sponsored special meetings called Fisherman's Campaign. And demand for fishing, and demand for fishermen to fish. They, uh, they sponsored costly nationwide and worldwide congresses to discuss fishing, to promote fishing, and hear about all the ways of fishing, such as the new fishing equipment, fish calls, and whether any new bait was discovered. These fishermen built large, beautiful buildings called fishing headquarters. The plea was that everyone should be a fisherman and every man should fish. One thing they didn't do, however, was that they didn't fish. In addition to meeting regularly, they organized a board to send out fishermen to other places where there were many fish. 
all the fishermen seed, all the fishermen seem to agree that what is needed is a board which could challenge fishermen to be faithful in fishing. The board was formed by those who had the great vision and courage to speak about fishing, to define fishing, and to promote the idea of fishing in faraway streams and lakes where many other fish of different colors lived. Also, the board hired staffs and appointed committees and held many meetings to define fishing, to defend fishing, and to decide what new streams should be thought about. But the staff and committee members did not fish. Large, elaborate, and expensive training centers were built, whose original and primary purpose was to teach fishermen how to fish. Over the years, courses were offered on the need to fish, the nature of fish, where to find fish, the psychological reaction of fish, and how to approach and feed fish. Those who taught had doctorates in physiology, but the teachers did not fish. They only taught fishing. Year after year, after tedious training, many were graduated and given fishing license. They were sent to do full-time fishing. So, some to distant waters that they were filled with fish. Some spent much study and travel to learn the history of fishing and see how far away places where the founding fathers did great fishing in the centuries past. They lauded the faithful fishermen of years before who had handed down the idea of fishing. Further, the fishermen built large printing houses to publish fishing guides. Presses were kept busy day and night to produce material solely devoted to fishing method, equipment and programs to arrange and to encourage meetings to talk about fishing. A speaker speaker bureau was also provided to schedule special speakers on the subjects such as fishing. Many who felt called to be fishermen responded. They were commissioned and sent to fish, but like fishermen back home, they never fished. Like the fishermen back home, they engaged in all kinds of other occupations. They built power plants to pump water to fish and tractors to plow new waterways. They made all kinds of equipment to travel here and there to look for fish hatcheries. Some also said they wanted to be part of fishing party, but they felt called to furnish fishing equipment. Others felt their job was to relate to fish in good ways so that the fish would know the difference between good and bad fishermen. Others felt that simply letting fish know how they were nice, land-loving neighbors, and how loving and kind they were was enough. After one staring meeting on the necessity of fishing, one young fellow felt the meeting, felt the meet, left the meeting and went fishing. The next day, he reported he had caught two outstanding 
fish. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. He was honored for his excellent catch and scheduled to visit all the big meetings possible to tell how he did the fishing. So he quit his fishing in order to have enough time to talk about his experience in fishing to the fishermen. He was also placed on the board of fishermen general board as a person having considerable experience. Now, it is true that many of the fishermen sacrificed and put up all kinds of difficulties. Some lived near, where, near the waters, where the dead, I mean, where the fishes were dying and all kinds of things. But the question I want us to ask ourselves is that, with all the many balls that were formed, with all the degrees that were won, with the many seminars that were held, with the build with the big buildings that were built, with the many equipments that were bought, with the tracks that were produced, and with the many eloquent speakers that spoke, but never fished, did they do the work of their master? Beloved, let's be very careful. You know, God wants me to bring the mind of the church to some key fundamental things. I'm not saying that talking about evangelism is bad. I'm not saying that talking about soul winning is bad. But beloved, can we transition from a point where we'll just be speakers and talkers to becoming doers? The Bible says that for the kingdom of God is not by mouth, but by the demonstration of the spirit and power. We have not been called to talk, but we've been called to do. Love is not by words. Love is an action. Love is a verb. If you tell me you love me and your actions doesn't show that you love me, then I can tell you that you do not love me. Where is the church going? We love, we have a lot of people who attend many seminars. We have a lot of people who are wearing clericals, who are boasting in calling themselves reverend bishops, pastors, doctorates in theology and all kinds of things. But the question is, how many of us are fishing? How many of us are fishing? When we read the book of Matthew chapter 4 verse 19, the Bible said, then he said to them, follow me And I will make you fishes of men. He was talking to the disciples and he was telling them that the reason and the purpose for which he has asked them to follow him is for them to learn the act of fishing and to fish. Not to just be excited about the fact that, oh, evangelism is good. Soul winning is good. The Bible says that he who wins soul is wise. So always you want to hear about evangelism. You are always attending all kinds of seminars on evangelism. You always want to watch preachers. People go about talking about how they were able to evangelize and people came to Christ and you are so excited. But the question to you is that what have you done? You yourself sitting here. What have you done to win a soul unto Jesus? What have you done to go into the deep and to catch the fish that are dying? What have you done to reach out to the world to tell them about the saving knowledge of Jesus? We've been called to fish. He has called us to fish. Many people are dying. 
A lot of people are dying in their sin. Recently, I was watching, I was looking at some statistics. At first, they said that Ghana was 71% Christians. Recently, I watched and they said that now Ghana is 64% Christians. You know, beloved, the, 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 the turnout is going down and down and down. It's not time to be like Nigeria, where now it's about 50% Muslims, 50% Christians, and now there will be persecution against the church, and it will be difficult for the message of God to permeate through the hearts of people. They were fishermen. They loved the idea of becoming fishermen. Oh, they were passionate. So they would call themselves and they would set up board meetings, talk about fishing, talk about evangelism, talk about the reason why we need to reach out to people. What is the focus of the church? God gave us a fo- you know, God gave us the template. He gave us a vision so that we will not deviate. You know that as human as we are, sometimes we are distracted by many other things. These people were distracted by their intelligence. They were distracted by the many people who were excited and enthused about the act of fishing. To the point that they forgot that it's not just about talking about fishing. But it's about fishing. If you always get up, and talk about driving. I love driving. I love to drive. I love to drive. I love to drive. Then they put you on the seat to drive. And you turn on the ignition. And you're looking at the car. Drive. You will sit down. Till next year. I have probably given birth to my next child. And you'll still be waiting for the car to move. The reason being that it's not just about being excited about driving. It's not just about learning the book and going to sit down to write the exams and pass. But there's something called practical. You need to sit down and move the car so that we can know that you are indeed qualified to drive. That's what, that's what God has called the church to do. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 to 20. The Bible says that, therefore, go ye therefore, go therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Do you understand discipleship? You know, whenever there is discipleship, that means that there is a master and there is a student. There is a master and there is a student. God wants to duplicate himself in people. God wants people to get to know him. Jesus wants seeds to be, Jesus wants fruit to, to be born in the hearts of people. But then that cannot be possible if someone doesn't reach someone with the word of God. And as we disciple people and as we teach people the word of God, now Christ is formed in them. Now as they read the word of God and they behold God in his word, as they read and they read and they read, they become more and more and more and more like him. Beloved, can I tell you something? The church is not meant to organize events. The church is not an organization, an organizing event center. The church is a place to disciple people, to form God in people. It's like now the church has moved from the reason for which God called us. The formative, I mean, that authority God gave us. All power and authority has been given unto me. Therefore go, reach out to people. And the central piece of this part of the scripture is discipleship. Make, 
make, make disciples of all nations, all kinds of people, all color of people, all cultures of people. Make disciples. If we forget this mandate, ha, don't forget this was the last statement Jesus Christ made before leaving the surface of the earth. Most often, when people are about dying, they kind of say the things that are very important to them before they leave. And when Jesus was leaving, he knew what was very important to the church. And he made it clear to them. Right from the beginning, he made it clear that the Son of Man came to say that which was lost. When he was going, he also made it clear that go and make disciples. Kapani Hanosa. It's very clear. But what's going on? We come. We sit in the church. We are okay. We are happy. You pass by. You meet people who are dead in their sins. And you have nothing prickles you to tell them about Jesus. Oh, they are okay. They will be fine. They are okay. They will be fine. Then you come to church. We'll be talking about evangelism. We'll be telling you about the reason to evangelize. Oh, there are churches who have months of evangelism. They have months of evangelism. But their members not even go out to evangelize. If Christ is not formed in people, the church has failed. In the book of John chapter 15 verse 16, the Bible makes us understand when Jesus Christ was speaking to the disciples, he said that, you did not choose me, but I chose and appointed you that you should go. That you should what? Go. And bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Not just going to bear some small fruit or fruits that are rotten. But go and bear fruit. Fruits that should remain. Fruit that will last. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. Can I submit to you? Some of us, we have been praying about some things for a long time. You have, been, you have not been receiving answers. Some of us, we've done all that we can, but we're not receiving what we need to receive. Beloved, let me tell you, Jesus is a businessman. And his currency is souls. If you are serious about souls, God is serious about you. Because that is the reason why he came. Because he knew that man was lost. When you read the book of Ezekiel chapter 18, he says that, I do not desire that any soul will be lost. It is not his desire that anybody will die or perish in sin. Because the love, the extravagant love of God for us is too much that he has lavished it upon all of us. But then some people must carry the message to others. Christ did it first by coming. And he has given us the ministry of reconciliation to be bearers, to be heralds of his message. But look, how many times that even the church talk about evangelism even recently? Now the church is just about organizing programs, organizing programs, organizing programs, doing all kinds of things. But beloved, my question is that, why did God send his son Jesus to come and die? He died on the cross. He shed his blood on the cross of Calvary. A new covenant and a new testament was made and given unto us. Let us not look down on the blood that was shed on the cross. Let us not make the blood useless. Go out and share Jesus with somebody. Because the master is coming. 
The devil knows that his time is short. And whatever he can do to make people to go to hell, he will do. Therefore, the sons and the children of God should not be sitting down expecting things to happen. Looking at the Bible like watching a rocket science. But going into the deep and reaching out to people and telling them that Christ loves them. And demonstrating the love of God to them. Beloved, at the end, if you do all things and you don't do the needful, you have failed. Yes, you can go to the university and decide to do other things and at the end you will not graduate. Because you are there to pass. Therefore, there are certain things you need to do. Commit yourself to studies. I remember when I came, because I had been out of chemistry for quite a while, it was, dif- it was difficult catching up. Whilst my mates could easily understand thermodynamics and other things, I was confused. Therefore, I had to spend quality time. Around 2 a.m., I was still sitting by my book trying to study. Because I had to recollect everything I had forgotten. And as a child of God, as a disciple, you are in the school. And your master is Jesus. You need to follow him. Follow his footsteps. Ha! What did the forefathers do? The Bible said that when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you shall receive power and you shall be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, Judea, Jerusalem, Samaria, and other parts of the world. Evangelism should even start from where you are. If you can't minister, if you can't minister grace and the love of God to people who are in your family, to people who are in your household, to people who surround you, how then can you go out to Ghana? How then can you go to Nigeria? How then can you go to Germany to go and share the word of God with somebody? Amen. Cannot happen. It's not enough talking about souls. It's not enough talking about love. Love is a verb. In the book of John chapter 4 verse 35, the Bible says that, do not say that there are still four more months and then comes the harvest. This, this, you know, if you don't know the times and the seasons, you live like, quote and unquote, someone who is a fool. Because a fool doesn't understand the times and the seasons, therefore lives his or her life anyhow. But anybody who is wise understands the seasons, understands the times, and take opportunity of it. The disciples thought that <laughs> it wasn't yet time. But Jesus said, hey, the you do not say that there is still four more months and then come the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes into the field. Can't you see that it is white? Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful. But the laborers are few. Yeah, there are a lot of people in the church. Now, we say that in the world we have about 3 point something billion Christians. In the world it's about 8 point something billion people. Assuming that every true Christian is witnessing to one person a day. Every, maybe, let's say, even assuming 1 million Christians every day is ministering grace to people. 
in one month, the whole world will turn, I mean, godly people. They will become Christians. But then, we just come to church, we sit down, we are excited. Oh, I love the man of God. He preached, he was sweating. He was jumping and shouting. Oh yeah, it was a powerful sermon. They go back home and they live their lives as if they never heard the word of God on the pulpit. Beloved, let me tell you, every word that I'm sharing with you, God will hold you accountable. There is accountability. There is an accountability for every one of us. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your beauty. When the time is due, you stand before the master and you'll be held accountable. What you heard and what you did, it will pass through the furnace. What shall you present to the master? And if your work is passed through the fire, what shall remain? For this course. For this course. Jesus Jesus didn't come so that we would do other things. He came for a course. The course was to seek and to save that which was lost. We're in a dispensation where Christians don't want to hear the truth. We're in a dispensation where when you are telling them what God is saying, they feel offended. We are in a dispensation where the children, where the slaves have become now sitting on horses and chariots, and the prince and the princesses have become slaves, and they are working on bare ground. We are in a generation where the people of the world have become wiser and the children of God. But can we change our attitude? Can we read the Bible for for once, for Christ's sake? Can we go on our knees and pray somebody? Can we can can, can we just love the Lord so that we can carry the passion? The Bible says uh, that the passion of God, say that for, the, for, for the zeal of the Father, has consumed him. Yes. Yeah. Jeremiah said that the word of God is like fire shut up in my bones. Yeah. Even if I don't want to say it, I have to say it. Because you know, when fire is shut up in your bones, no one steps in fire and will be like, wow, I love the fire. Ah, you can't be stepping in the fire and you'll be dancing in the fire. Anyone who steps in the fire would react to the fire. If you say that you've received the fire and the passion of God, you must react to it and move. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 39, the Bible says that now as the king passed by, he cried out to the king. This was a prophet. Pastor Rani, please, can you go to 38 for me before I go to 39? Then the prophet departed and waited for the king by the road and disguised himself with a bandage over his eyes. Verse 39. Now, as the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle, and there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, Guard this man. If by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life. Or else you shall pay a talent of silver. The verse 40. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. Can you see it? If your Bible is yours, underline that part. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. Then the king of Israel said to him, so shall your judgment be. Yourself have decided it. 
pay la puni bandianda. The church that God has handed over souls to us, we are busy here and there. Our lives do not even reflect people who are born again and saved. There is no difference between those who are civilians and those who are soldiers. Paul said that what business has a soldier to, I mean, in the, in the matters of civilians, God has given us a charge. God has given us an assignment. God has given us a work to do as soldiers. But because we are busy here and there, engaging in civilian matters, we end up losing that which God has given to us. Let me tell you, if you are not careful with what the Father has given to you, you are not prudent with what the Mother has handed over to you, and you don't take good care of that which God has given to you, blood of people shall be asked from you. A A lot of people, their hands are bloody. A lot of people's hands are bloody. Souls have just slipped by their hands. And they don't see anything wrong. They don't see anything wrong. The Bible says that, say that, I make you a watchman over the city. If you see danger coming, you're supposed to alert everybody. But then, if you see danger, so if you see danger coming and you alert everybody and they do not listen to you, you are safe. But then if you see danger coming and because you want to be political in your things, because you want to satisfy and please everybody, you see danger coming. There are things that are going on are wrong, but you are saying that, oh, I don't want to hurt people. Oh, I don't want to hurt their eardrum. I don't want to, I don't want to sound some fear. I don't want to bring about fear and panic in their life. So I just sit down and watch it. When they die in their sins, their blood shall be required of you. So I didn't come here to say words that will please you. I came here to tell you what God is telling me. And as I always say, sometimes I go to preach at a place, I'm like, if I'm done, if you like, don't invite me again. Yes. You know, because, you know, some years passed, God asked me to preach on a word. But then I, had, I, had, I was now growing in the faith, and I got a big opportunity to minister in a very big church. And I felt like I wanted to please the people. The Spirit of the Lord told me, I'll be preach on this topic. I was like, God, you don't know what's going on. This is the pattern now. I'll preach on this topic. Beloved, that alone made me go probation for about a year. I never had any opportunity to preach anywhere again. No one invited me. No, even in a small group, they wouldn't even ask me to pray, to pray. Until God realized that I have not dealt with myself. And realize that now I was ready to listen. Beloved, obedience is key. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. The Bible says that if you love me, in the book of in the book of John chapter fourteen, if you love me, keep my commandments. You can't tell me you love me, and everything you are doing is contradictory to what I asked you to do. Whilst your servant was busy here and there. The slave was gone. What account shall you render unto your God when he appears in his glory? Assuming that you are so challenged in your faith, you're like, oh my God, from today I will reach out to souls, to people. You know, don't care about, I, I love this, that, at the voice 
of Jesus calling who will go and work today fields are white and harvest waiting who will bear their sheaves away loud and long the master calls you rich reward he offers free who will answer gladly saying here i am send me send me god doesn't want you to be eloquent paul had issues with speech paul had issues with talking in fact it got to a point they felt like he was timid that's why he he penned everything down to give to them as letter but beloved it's not about how eloquent you are god is looking for a faithful available and a teachable person Amen. he's looking for a fat person Someone who is available, who is ready to say that, Father, here I am. Yes. Send me. I'm ready to let go of myself. I'm ready to be used by you. Amen. I'm ready to die so that I can be alive in you. you Father, here I am. Amen. He's looking for faithful people who don't care what they see, but they have made up their mind that they will do the work of the master to the latter. And people who are flexible to be taught. Yes. That is the sign of a disciple. Can you close your eyes, somebody? Milom grandes cante la paina kura babasaya. Don't be like the fishermen who read. Some of us have read so many books on evangelism, read so many books on many things, but we don't see the reflection of what we've read in our lives. Can you pray unto Jesus right now? Milo brandas kina mando soni makadia. Just tell God that, Father, I give you me. Father, I give you me. From today, I've made up my mind. I have decided to follow you, Jesus. Following Jesus is listening to him and obeying him. For the Bible says that, for I know my sheep. And my sheep hears my voice. Can you tell God that, Father, Lord, this evening, I make a covenant with you. That Father, Lord, take me, make me, mold me, yes. use me, yes. just use my voice, just use my lips. Whatever you want to use me, my intelligence, my work, whatever, oh God, use it to glorify yourself. That through me, many people can come to your saving knowledge, oh God. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you honor. We give you glory. We thank you for your word. Father, you've made us understand that it's for this cause that you came to die for us. That you came to save that which was lost. You've given the church a charge. You've given the church a work to do. Father, Lord, make us conscious of what you've asked us to do. Make, Father, may we not be like the servant who, because he was going here and there, he forgot what he was supposed to do. But in all things, may we see your purpose you've given unto us, projected before us every day. So that every time, we will walk in step with you. Father, if anyone is weak here, if anyone is afraid to do your work, Father, I pray that, Lord, you give them strength. You give them joy.
Give them the peace to do your work. If anyone is struggling with any addiction or any weakness, making it impossible for them to do your work, Father, tonight I declare upon their lives and I prophesy over their lives that they are released in the mighty name of Jesus. For the devil is defeated. And no one, no, it doesn't matter your past. God has dealt with it. Just go out in victory. Go out in power and in confidence. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I declare over our lives that from henceforth, there is a new desire and a passion bubbling up in us to go and do your work in the mighty name of Jesus. If anyone is sick, I declare healing upon their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we've prayed. We've thanksgiving. Let all saints say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you so much. Um, if you need prayers, you can come. I will leave by saying uh, I want to thank my wife, Dr. Abigail Bemadonko, for encouraging me and helping me to prepare this sermon. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. Grace to you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.